Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, the one who knows everything there is to know about Israel-Palestine. Because <laughs> he's, he's a native. You're Japanese, you're Israeli-Palestinian. You, yeah, yeah. You're an amalgamation of I have human, all those things. Of humankind. I keep wanting to do the DNA Mr. test, but I just... Nathaniel Paul Thurston. I don't trust those those companies you that have my slightly DNA. Middle Eastern too. You I think? Mean, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. The dark hair. Well, that's you yeah. know that's the Asian part coming out. Well, and yeah, I mean you look slightly Asian yeah. too. You're talking about Southwest Asia mm. when you're. I mean that's that's the thing. Yeah, but your hair is thicker than typical Asians. <laughs> well, like, yeah, like Middle Eastern thick. We'll see. I need, yeah. I'll do the test someday. We'll hey, see. You look like a descendant of. Jesus. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I, I, I'll take the compliment. I mean, that's fine. It is Friday the 13th. It's Friday the 13th. How about that? It's dumb bleep of in the 13th. In October. Happy Jihad Day, everybody. I hear it's the day of Jihad going on <laughs> around the world. They put a Jihad on us, and uh -huh. now we have to worry about that. I'll be honest with you, though. Durka Durka. I, I kept... <laughs> Muhammad Jihad. <laughs> I kept seeing all these posts about the day of Jihad, and I, I, I gave into it mentally and emotionally. I was like, you know what? I'm going to carry my gun on Friday just in case someone tries to open up a can of Jihad on me. Okay? Yeah. And then I was driving here this morning, and I was like, oh, crap. I forgot my freaking gun. And hopefully that was just a whole bunch of uh, crazy people on Twitter talking about stuff. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, maybe not. Could be something bad happens. You never know what some kind of lone wolf crazy person is going to do. I should carry my gun every day. It's so gall darn uncomfortable, though. And I like to wear these stretchy shorts, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like anything being tied around here, and it's just not great for holding the gun. I'm glad you found, you know? I'm glad you found your gun. That was the other problem I had, <laughs> was that I didn't have my scuba gear. I didn't have my certification. Oh, renewed. And I'm waiting for that to come back. Yeah. So wasn't able to go get that stuff. Okay. Anyways, dumb bleep of the week is the day where we count down the dumbest things that happened over the week. We uh, will go through submissions well, from the we live narrow group. them down because there were there's a lot every week. There's quite a few hundreds, a whole lot of stuff. And we, we Nate don't, spends time to get them down to about ten. We don't do normal. Okay, so here's something we don't do. Here's a dumb bleep submission. Uh, Hamas. Breaking into Israel and kidnapping people and murdering babies and women and children and oh, the elderly—that's not a dumb bleep. It's dumb. It's a really dumb thing, but it's an unfair dumb bleep submission. For instance, every week we could put taxation, yeah, on there. Yeah. You know, no, it's got to be something specifically that's <laughs> just in general, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, something uh, women. Uh, something just dumb <laughs> that, that people said, and so that's what we try to do to narrow it down every single week. Um, anyway, let's get going to uh, dumb bleep number one. Could you move that Dr. Pepper bottle Why? right there for me? Is it's it just a, kind of... Is it in the shot? It's it's not in the shot. It's in my shot from my camera connected oh, to my brain. Gotcha. So it's just kind of throwing me off a little bit. No, a lady one, in the live group says that it's it's ladies voting that's dumb. That's coming from her. <laughs> Should we allow She's women self, to vote in the dumb bleep of the week? <laughs> She's a self-identity. Hopefully they abstain themselves because they realize <sighs> well she's i mean she's saying it i never said that mm -hmm. i'm just reading 
from this woman in here. Oh, it's a, it feels good to joke. Feels good to joke. Yeah. Uh, and when we start joking, I'll let you know. Number one is Paul <laughs> Krugman, the, uh, the brilliant Nobel Prize winning economist mm-hmm. who knows everything there is to know about economics. So we're not just He's starting off one with of the war. guys that purposely leaves out data. <laughs> yeah. Point. So here's his post. You know, we had the inflation rate come out yesterday. We led with the CPI number yesterday. Well, he posts yesterday that the war on inflation is over. We won at very little cost. And he he puts this chart out and you can see inflation on his chart is back down to about 1.9% or so, which is just below the Federal Reserve's target rate for inflation. And then you notice on the chart that this is excluding food, energy, shelter, and used cars. (coughs) <coughs> and that brings the inflation rate down to to 1.9%. Take that inflation. Mm. That's right, Magoo. Yeah, so if you exclude all the things that are inflating and things that everyone has to buy, for instance, we would die without food and shelter, well, mo- mostly without food, but a lot of us need shelter also, and we need energy, and uh, which is why none of us want to live in Gaza right now and uh, then use cars as well, then inflation is that, why don't we just take away everything? Why don't we just remove uh, travel and leisure and just take everything out of there? And then in fact, you will find that we have 0% inflation. And I think that that is the actual way to do it. It bothers me when these people who present themselves, once again, this has kind of been a theme of the week, people who present themselves as better than everyone else and morally superior and the arbiters of truth and the people who hate misinformation and the economists uh, that they come out and they just put out a chart that uh, excludes things that we all need for their, and by the way, Paul Krugman, it's when you mention Krugman, you have to mention this nice quote from this brilliant Nobel prize winning economist in 1998. He said by 2005 or so, it will become clear that the internet's impact on the economy has been no greater than the fax machines. So that was a really great prediction from Krugman that the internet was not going to be any better than the fax mm-hmm. machine. And you should trust him because he's got a Nobel Prize. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, that's dumb bleep number one. Number two goes the jank. I haven't seen jank in a while. I know. Hmm. Um, from uh, Young Turks. What? He's running for president. Oh, wow. Yeah, running for president. Mm. How about that? Now, that's that's fine. Okay, that's fine. He's running for president against Biden for the Democratic nomination. Okay. Said Biden is down 24 points on the economy, has no ability to make up that kind of ground on the most important issue. We need a new candidate now. Now, Jenk thinks he's going to be way better on the economy than oh, Biden is. Uh, but... uh there's one problem. There's one problem. Well, let's, one more thing. Just to add on to this, he's already got a thousand donors to his campaign. He's got people giving him money for running for president. They believe in the jank. And he's going to come out here and fix our economy. And he's going to beat Joe Biden. And he's going to beat Donald Trump. And so they're all giving that money out there. People know that he's going to fight for them. And they know Biden's going to lose. We have to do something about it right now. And the problem is, Charlie? Uh, he was born in Turkey. Mm, yeah. Istanbul, Constantinople. He's he's like uh, constitutionally not allowed to run for president. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what I think is even dumber than him launching this campaign, knowing that, is that he's even... does he know that? He knows it. He's even soliciting donations from people and taking donations. 
that's bad is on this his campaign part. fraud. It's this knowing is what, that you can't become president. Is it okay to accept donations? Knowing that you legally can't actually hold the office. Well, it's what you call a grift, I guess. But um, I don't know if it is fraud. Like he he literally can't hold office, and he knows that he's still taking donations. And then the even dumber people, I guess, could be the people that are donating to him, <laughs> also. Yeah. And just giving you're giving your money to someone's presidential campaign that you know can't now. I get it. We donate to libertarians and stuff too. Okay. So mm -hmm. I guess everyone's free to do with their money as they please. No offense, Libertarian Party. I was considering joining the Libertarian Party on my way to work today. And uh, then I realized whew, that's a long time since I fell asleep and I was driving. It was a bad dream. Uh, number three, Nancy, Nancy Mace. Charlie's busy working. So I'm just going to keep doing this over here. I know he's got stuff to do. Go that's for fine. it. Nancy Mace, she came back to Congress after voting to oust Speaker Kevin McCarthy, and she was wearing a scarlet letter on her shirt. She literally has a scarlet A. Mm. Look at this. Oh, hey, hold on. Charlie forgot to switch this over to the podcast sound. Yeah, that's me. And so now that we have fixed Charlie's mistake... We will officially listen to this. I'm wearing the scarlet letter after the week that I just had last week, being a woman up here and being demonized for my vote and for my voice. I'm here to let the rest of the world know and the country know I'm on the side of the people. I'm not on the side of the establishment. And I'm going to do the right thing every single time, no matter the consequences, because I don't answer to anybody in D.C. I don't answer anyone in Washington. I only answer to the people. Thank you. I'm wearing... Okay. Empowering. Yeah. Motivational. <clears throat> riveting. She wants you to know. And cheerlish. That she <laughs> has been persecuted as a woman for voting against Kevin McCarthy. All right. Mm -hmm. Because people were hard on her for doing this. And so she wants to wear the scarlet letter adulterer uh, because that's what the scarlet <laughs> letter is for. Uh, but but anyhow, um, she wants to wear this because she is a victim and people have criticized her because she is the only woman that voted against Kevin McCarthy. She also said she wanted Jim Jordan to be the speaker, and Jim Jordan said he wanted Kevin McCarthy to be the speaker. <laughs> so that was also yeah. kind of funny at the same time. And you couldn't um, see it in this video, but she went right over to a fire alarm and pulled it right after this. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry, I'm reading some stuff in the group. that You got to go to... The Fed Haters Club. You got to go to joingml.com so you can so you can hang out with mm -hmm. the uh, with the club. Anyhow, hey, Nancy Mace is pretty good on some things, but this is a really dumb, really really dumb move. I don't know whose fault this is. It was, can't, well, it's it's technically her fault at the end of the day. Um, but one, you need to know what the scarlet letter uh, is for, and two, don't just come out and say that people have been hard on you for voting against the speaker because you're a woman. That's not something conservatives do. That's something these crazy leftists do. All right. So let's move. That was dumb bleep number three, by the way. All right. We're moving quite, we're moving along quite well right now. Big news. Big news last night. They finally got the paperwork filed over there at the CIA. Um, but they've acknowledged that the, it's a odd timing, you know, <laughs> odd timing, right? It's kind of weird timing for yeah. the CIA. Uh, but they publicly acknowledged that the 1953 coup it backed in Iran was undemocratic. <laughs> You're telling me. Hang on. Wait. 
You're telling me that a secret takeover <laughs> of an entire country's government. Of a democratically elected government. Of a, of a democratically mm -hmm. elected president. Mm -hmm. To help back and stage a coup secretly <laughs> that that's undemocratic. Okay. All right, out of Dubai, uh, while revealing new details about one of the most famed CIA operations of all times, the spiriting out of six American diplomats who escaped the 1979 U.S. Embassy seizure in Iran, the intelligence agency for the first time has acknowledged something else as well. The CIA now officially describes the 1953 coup it backed in Iran that overthrew its prime minister and cemented the rule of Shah Mohammad Raiz Pavlavi, uh, Pahlavi, I don't Pahlavi know. as undemocratic. I, what I hope is that we We've, have serious reforms to these agencies. Isn't it amazing, though, how... Hold on. I want to tell you about my reforms. Okay. Number one, you go in and you, you file this paperwork. From now on, I only want democratic coups. Okay. I don't want any of these undemocratic coups. Exactly. When you overthrow a government, I when when you take away people's elected rep representation, their elected leaders, I want you to do it in a democratic fashion. Okay? That's it. That's the biggest reform. CIA is fine other than that. I hope that they went ahead and wrote that into the rules yeah. for the playbook. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it interesting, though, how we have all these conspiracy theories, they're made fun of, exactly, and then the government will literally tell you I saw this meme. It's like every 20 I saw, years. I saw that. Right? Yeah. It's the been going around all over the place. Every lately. 20 years, the government will admit that you were right about some conspiracy and people just move along like it's nothing. Mm -hmm. Like it's nothing. And the, and every time we come out with questions, they'll be like, here's how you know when they call you a liar and they say that you're wrong and they like are really harping on it. That's how you know you're right. Mm -hmm. And you'll find out in about 20 or so years. Now, this took 70, 70 years yeah. to come out. We're only about, in, I think at this rate, in 10 years, uh, we should be able to know who actually shot JFK mm. uh, because that was in 63. So if, our, if that's our time horizon, if that's our window back into the past, you see they have this. They wait a whole generation. They have, no, they have this gateway open to the past, and it's just 70 years back in the future You know mm -hmm. that we have. Back in the past. Sorry, you can't yeah. go back. Can't 70 go years back into to the, the future. future. Yeah. It's you crazy. Know. Yeah. Crazy idea. You'd never make a movie about that. <laughs> uh uh. Okay. So we should be able to figure out who shot JFK. There's something that they don't want us. I mean, if the story is exactly what the story is, then they would just release all the JFK files. Yeah. But they're not going mm -hmm. to. So we know that there's something going on. Anyhow, Other American officials have made similar remarks in the past with the CIA's acknowledgement in a podcast. They have their own podcast about the agency's history comes as much of its official history of the coup remains classified 70 years after the putsch that complicates the public's understanding of an event that still resonates as tensions remain high between Tehran and Washington over the Islamic Republic's rapidly advancing nuclear program and aiding of militia groups across the Mideast as it cracks down on dissent. Now imagine God, just imagine if Iran helped back and stage a coup to overthrow an American president yeah. that was democratically elected. Now, people on the right might not be upset that they're going to remove Biden, and it might not be that hard. Yeah. 
you know. You don't have to imagine that hard. The answer is we'd be willing to spend hundreds of billions of dollars uh, paying another country to fight them. To trillions. Just like we've been paying Ukraine to fight Russia, mm -hmm. you know, because in the eyes of a lot of people, we did have a Russia-backed coup of the United States election system in, mm -hmm. a, in a Russian plant installed. So it's not that hard to imagine what we would do. Mm -hmm. We'd go to war with them. So, yep. uh, okay, that's number four. That's fun. Well, I think it's important, you know, that the United States, because we live here, we're Americans, should take responsibility and accountability for some of the things that we've done around the world that has led to not peace. Not peace. You know, and then you can certainly understand other people's position. You can have empathy for them. Now, of course, you don't condone war or violence or whatever, but you can certainly have some empathy for people to understand, like, hmm, if I were in their sandals, they don't wear shoes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't wear shoes. If I were in their shoes or sandals, I... They're kind of rich, though, over there with that oil money. You know? I can so understand. They're probably at least in, like, Birkenstocks you know? or something, you know? I can understand that if another government came in, you know, thinking they were all-knowing and all-powerful, and they overthrew the, the president that I had elected, that was fair and square, you know? Like, mm -hmm. You might be angry about that. Yeah. You might so, be angry to this day. Yeah. About it. Yep. Anyway, uh, blame, just a way for us to take accountability and, and have some understanding. Blame America first, or Charlie That's, Thompson. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then bleed number five. Well, here's the thing. I, I'm an American, and all we can do is take responsibility for our own actions. That's all we can do. Yeah. You can't control <clears throat> other people. Mm -hmm. What you can do is be like, hey, we made some mistakes, and we're real sorry about that. And we're going to try to make it better. But we're going to keep electing the same people that uh, still yeah. make all those mistakes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We've all been there before. I know I'm there all the time where I'm trying to go to sleep. And all of a sudden, my brain just keeps racing. My thoughts just keep racing. And that, it turns out like two hours later, I'm just sitting there thinking about stuff that I shouldn't even be worried about. Maybe it's time to work out. And you, you're excited, but then all those negative thoughts creep in. You know, you know what you should do, you know what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Well, therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. Now, I've done therapy before in the past. It was very instrumental in my life and who I am today. Charlie has used BetterHelp also in the past. He loved it. Very easy, very simple, and very helpful as well. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash GML. Okay, uh, dumbly number five, BLM Chicago and many other BLM chapters posting really oh dumb stuff God. like this. Okay, this is an actual BLM Chicago post. Jesus. And uh, many of you saw it going around, but it is a uh, paraglider with a Palestinian flag on it. And it says, uh, I stand with Palestine. That's coming from BLM Chicago. Now, <clears throat> it is one thing. It is, it is one thing to... What does that mean? That is all that is it. I think it just means like that's the that's the tweet. That's it. That's the oh. tweet. Like that's all I got to say. That is all that's what they that mean. is it. <clears throat> that is that is all that is it. That is yeah. all that is it. Yeah. That is all that is it. 
Exactly. So I stay in with Palestine. It is one thing to say that you stay in with Palestine in the in the land dispute as the long conversation we had before this podcast. Uh, we hit record. We talked a lot about this. Um, it's one thing to have that nuanced conversation about who's in the right over whose land this is and all that. I think that I think that that is a very real conversation that people should have. Um, it's another thing to seemingly back these paragliders who came in to a music festival and massacred 260 young people who were enjoying a great high at the time at the rave that they were at mm -hmm. and listening to music and having fun, having a good time. And they just came in and they just mowed down uh, over 200 defenseless people. But how many people were there though? I don't know how many people were there. Thousands probably at this Not music sure. festival. And they sure. only got 260. I mean, that seems mostly peaceful to me. That's true. If you, so I can understand. In fact, in the grand scheme of the entire population of Israel, it was a mostly peaceful day. If you look at the numbers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, I can see the correlation of how they. <laughs> so um, the, the issue here is that this is BLM and this really is uh, a nice window into their ideology. And it's not, like I said, it's not just a Palestinian land dispute with Israel. It's not just that. It's we support retaking this land by any means necessary, including a surprise attack and murdering Innocent hundreds civilians. of innocent civilians who had nothing to do with anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that kind of gives you a nice window into the ideology that is BLM, and, which is what people have been saying for it's quite hate. a long time. They, they go on, they got to make sure that we all know that they're victims. I know that stuff's going on in Israel and Palestine, but don't forget about black people in America, of course. You know, people in Palestine, when they're having a tough day, they're like, yeah, but have some gratitude. Think about black people in America. Mm, exactly. You know? Uh, go ahead, Charlie, if you want to read. Black stuff. Lives Matter uh, Grassroots stands in solidarity with our Palestinian family who are currently resisting 57 years of settler colonialism and apartheid as black people continue to, to uh, the fight to end militarism and mass incarceration in our own communities. Let us understand the resistance in Palestine as an attempt to tear down the gates of the world's largest open air prison. As a radical black organization grounded in abolitionist ideas, we see clear parallels between black and Palestinian people. We too understand what it means to be surveilled, dehumanized, property seized, family separated, our people criminalized and slaughtered with, impu with impunity, locked up in droves, and when we resist, they call us terrorists. Now that kind of... Mm. We too dream of a world where our people may live freely on decolonized mm. land. May the borders, checkpoints, prisons, police, and watch lists that terrorize our communities crumble, and may the world we build from their ashes honor those who have fallen in struggle. They're clearly telling you what their, what their <laughs> goals are. Yeah. Now, they dream of a world where our people may live freely on decolonized land. No, they don't, because that would mean... I'm not saying that this is what they have to do. I'm saying that what you're saying means you need to go, you'd have to go back to your homeland because you would still be colonizing Native Americans' land. And that's not what you're okay with. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so what you're saying is that they should just be able to kill all of you. And that's that's not what you're saying either. You yeah. see how important this conversation is yes. when 
talking back to mm -hmm. people saying dumb things. Yeah. And they also, you know, dehumanize, property seized, families separated, are people criminalized and slaughtered with impunity, locked up in droves. Now, some of this is history, and some of this stuff still kind of goes up, you, goes on. You could say locked up in droves when you look at the when you look at the prison population. I guess when we resist, they, they call go on us, drugs. When we resist, they call us terrorists. Um, you BLM word doing we're, we're doing terrorism. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Now, like you, you can't. Now, when we you can't call breaking into a store and and then stealing everything out of it and then setting it on fire. Yeah, like, that's not resistance of someone who had nothing to do with, with what. Like that kind of makes you Hamas at that time. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Well, that's what they're saying. <laughs> that we understand. not exactly, not exactly. I in know. A, in a way, <clears throat> they're saying like we empathize with Hamas. They are. Yeah. Actually, yeah, because I forgot about that. They're basically saying mm. that Hamas's attack is is resistance mm. for 57 years of settler colonialism and apartheid. So, yeah. When we resist, they call us terrorists. That's true. Also, when we resist, they call us terrorists, Charlie. <laughs> if we were to hold a... If we were to hold a protest against people being locked down and not able to go to work, we'd be terrorists. If you just time. have a Gadsden flag. Yeah, you're a terrorist. Yeah. So, uh, well, welcome to the party, pal. That's just how it goes, okay? Only except for when you actually do terrorist things that are right about it. Yeah. Okay. Number six, Dave Rubin from the Rubin Report. Mm, making dumb bleep, huh? Making dumb bleep as, him, as himself, not even just something that he posted, as, as something he said, all right? Because... Uh, someone posted this news about France banning pro-Palestine protests, which I happen to think is dumb. And in fact, if you look at the reaction to this, they've created some of the largest pro-Palestine protests that you've ever seen since they tried to since ban them. <laughs> because that's how it goes. Yeah. Don't be an idiot is the rule. How about just don't hurt anyone and don't take their stuff in your protests. Don't violate people's rights. And, mm -hmm. and you hold people who do that accountable. But anyway, they decide that they're going to ban pro-Palestine protests, <clears throat> even if they're peaceful protests. I don't agree uh, with that. And Dave Rubin responds and says, maybe the West has a chance. And the way that the West has a chance, this West of free, you know, uh, liberal value, I don't mean like left liberal, but liberalism, values, freedom of speech. By taking other Bill people's freedoms away. Yeah. The West has a chance if we just ban the right protests, you know? Yeah. Now, you wouldn't want that to then get turned around and have your protest banned, similar mm -hmm. to what we were just talking about previously. See our previous dumb bleep where we mentioned uh, like lockdown protests, stuff like that, maybe election protests, stuff like that. Um, but if as long as the West decides to ban the right protests at the right time, then we have a chance. Mm. And that's... That's dumb. That's dumb, Dave. That's mm -hmm. a Dave dumb of the week mm -hmm. right there. Not normally he's, I don't think he's ever been submitted for dumb bleep of the week before. All right. But some, the problem is when you get super emotional about things and I get it. Some people, when they see kids getting slaughtered, they get really emotional. You mm -hmm. know, in fact, pretty much everyone does. You know, you thought I was going <laughs> to. Except you. No, no, I get emotional about it for sure. <laughs> but. I don't make decisions based off of that emotion, and I feel like a lot of you people have been doing that. No, I don't get happy. You feel the happy it's emotion. Gross. <laughs> it's gross. Nate hates kids. 
Not that much. Come on. <laughs> oh, well, please. <laughs> Midas Touch. Number seven. Um, I, go ahead. However you want to explain this one. They, I mean, All right. this is something we did an episode about so earlier in the Charlie week. Charlie Kirk and DJT Jr., Donald Trump Jr., they've tweeted about some guns. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. pew pews. Charlie says, we have no idea who is in our country. Just a matter of time before a sleeper cell is activated. They're going to wake them up. Mm -hmm. Buy guns. Protect your family and those closest to you. Donald Trump Jr. said, if you don't yet own an AR-15, you really need to think that through right about now. Right about now. I happen to agree with the sentiment of both both of those posts. Yeah, imagine, like, okay, we because we talked about this a couple days ago, that Israel needs a Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. And... It's because Hamas terrorists were able to go door to door and people weren't able to defend themselves. Now they were going door to door with like AK 47s and stuff. And then people were, you know, they were saying, Hey, please don't rape me. Yeah. It didn't work. And they were like, ha ha. Yeah. It didn't work. You know, and they, they raped and kidnapped. By the way, a lot of the people where they really went through was that is that a kibbutz, which is a commune. And I've been trying to look it up. This is unverified reporting because I'm making it up right now. It's an assumption. Um, I'm wondering if in an Israeli kibbutz, which is basically a commune, if uh, you have the right to even own guns inside of that commune yeah. at oh, all. And I'm sorry, they were going door with M4s, mm. American weapons. Yeah, yeah, they have not AKs. <laughs> sorry. No, they got American not, weaponry out there. They got American now, not <laughs> Russian. All right. Midas Touch um, posts a screenshot and says, such reckless and dangerous rhetoric coming from the right they are thirsting for an attack on American citizens. No. That One literally, team. they're saying, hey, you should protect yourself and your family. And then now you're thirsting for an attack on American citizens. That don't make no sense. No. That dog don't float. I don't want attacks to happen, especially not to me. Okay. But... I think it would be smart to be prepared if something... It's like saying that having a military is thirsting for an attack on your country. Like, no, you just have some defense. Okay? That's what's that's what's going on. Um, anyhow, mm. that was dumb. Mm-hmm. That was really dumb. You checked out there Very for a minute, dumb. So I wasn't ready for it. I was reading a little bit <clears throat> of the live group here. I um, saw um, Israel leveling. There's one thing I got to say. They gave like this 24-hour notice for the northern part of Gaza to be evacuated. And it's a 1.1 million people, I believe, is the the total I've been seeing for them. They got 24 hours to get out of Dodge, and now it's a, it's 25 miles total is the the strip, and so it's not the longest walk anyone's ever had to do. Uh, and then they're going to go in and just what freaking level the place, and they're going to go in with troops. And I really think that that's an unreasonable warning for over a million people to. To get out of town. That's a camel go jam. somewhere else. <laughs> I'm just joking. I know. Why am I not allowed to I say know. jokes? I, I laughed. Yeah, I, I mean. laughed at your joke. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Uh, uh, we got to That keep really moving. must be tough, though. I mean, yeah. It, it's, it's hard it, to get out of Bridgestone Arena when there's like 17,000 people. Darn near impossible. Imagine, you know, a million. Mm-hmm. And they don't even have. American taxation to build those roads over there. No, they don't. They're not able to do it. Walking okay. across sand. A real fast one. The sand slows you down. It's 
You know? They've got some roads. I don't think it's just oh. desert that they got to go through. You know, yeah, but everybody can't forty fit. days out there. Or everybody can't fit on those roads. I has, mean, has been has Netanyahu considered going up there and just going, "Let my people go stay." He wants okay. them to stay. No, he wants the. They want the hostages back. Oh, that's oh. the whole thing. Yeah. I think that that would work. I'm just saying it's worth a shot. He could also say, okay. "Let my people stay," because you know, hey, stop attacking my people who want to stay here. In this, in this holy ground. Number eight, because you have 14 minutes left, right. and we have two Im- important ones after this. All right. This is from the new voice of Ukraine. Yeah, so uh, this is a Ukrainian report. Okay. U.S. plans to bundle aid to Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan in one bill. Taiwan? Is that how you're saying it these days? Taiwan. Taiwan? Taiwan. 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 U.S. plans to bundle aid to Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan in one bill. Now, this sounds exactly like something that we're definitely going to do because Mm. the aid to Ukraine was stalled. Congress not super happy about that. So if they put it all together, we're getting rid of the speaker of the house. You know, we're not going to do the Ukraine aid and any bills. But now if you bundle Israel, Ukraine and Taiwan all together, and I heard that they're going to put border security in there, too. And they, if you call now, you can get the package for <laughs> five easy payments. You get like 15% off of each one when of, you do that? Of 19 billion. Five easy payments of 19 billion. It's call now. It's not a bad deal. Act now. It's not a bad deal when you bundle, Charlie. I know. Everyone knows bundling saves money. It does. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you bundle your, your home, your auto, Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan. If you bundle all those together, yeah, you'll save 15% or more. No, this is what you do. This is what you do. People didn't want to you keep get funding Disney Plus for three months. Didn't want to keep funding Ukraine, but you are not going to vote against aid for Israel these days. Right, just not going to happen. Okay, <laughs> some people will, but some people will not. Now you got some people who would not vote for aid for Israel in the House, but they don't want to vote against aid for Ukraine. And so, what do you do? You bundle them together. You get everyone to vote on one really bad thing because yep. it's got one thing that they like inside of it. Mm-hmm. Business as usual. Sir, if you uh, vote now, you get the multi-country discount. <laughs> Thanks, Copperhead. Number nine. We can have so many punchlines about that. <laughs> from the LA Times. Fantastic. Number nine from the LA Times. Researchers, this is important. This is very important. Uh, in the midst of everything going on, it's important to spend time on uh, things that matter. The LA Times says researchers say that LA's bird species are remarkably remarkably segregated. The bird species are segregated in LA. In a new study, they argue that the difference in bird populations is a lasting consequence of racist, of racist home lending practices from decades ago, as well as modern wealth disparities. That's right. Number one, thank you, Big Gus, birds aren't real. Charlie had to step out for a second. Sound like he got a phone call that was important. Okay. Number one, birds aren't real. We all know that. Number two, this is very important. The birds are segregated. The white people have all the best birds. Okay, we know that. You guys have grown up. If you're white, you know you got the best birds. You're repping your birds. And when you go to school, check out the birds around my house. Very important stuff. Historically, red line non-white communities have less tree canopy and greater housing density than green line neighborhoods. I don't doubt I don't doubt that. Like, a, here's the thing. A nicer neighborhood has got more tree-lined streets, as the city folk call them. 
uh, a nicer neighborhood has those, and that's going to have more birds. Okay, it's not that hard, and it doesn't just have to be a racial thing. This is just a wealth thing. Okay, they got more birds out there. They got a whole article about this thing, talking about all the different species of birds that black people are missing out on. I guess I hate birds. Okay, we don't need them. They crap all over everything. That's not important. All right. They make a mess. You put out a bird feeder, they will make a gall darn mess. Plus, it attracts the squirrels, which are cute rats. We all know that. Okay. Uh, what researchers said, a vivid illustration, they're talking about these nice birds, of the so-called luxury effect, the phenomenon by which wealthier, typically whiter areas attract a larger, more diverse population of birds. The huge difference in wealth separated by only a few miles really surprised me when I first moved there. And they're talking once again, who funds this stuff? Like, really, the LA Times, did the LA Times do this? Who funds the research? That's what I want to know. Probably the government, I bet. Probably your money. Number 10. Let's move on to something even more important than the last one. NBC News posts out, posts out California's newly enacted Ebony Alert law is the first of its kind in the nation to prioritize the search for black youth gone missing. The Ebony Alert to find missing black children in California. Governor Newsom signed the bill into law on Sunday, making California the first state to create a segregated alert notification system. That's not what they said, but that's what I said. Similar to an Amber Alert, but Amber is white. And we have to go after black people when they are missing to address the crisis of missing black children and young women. The law, which will go into effect on Jan 1, will allow the California Highway Patrol to activate the alert upon request from local law enforcement when a black youth goes missing in the area. The Ebony Alert will utilize electronic highway signs and encourage use of radio, TV, social media, and other alert systems to spread information about the missing person's alert. The Ebony Alert will be used... For missing black people aged 12 to 25. <sighs> what? Okay. Two things. Really dumb idea. First off, given the principle of the matter. The principle is that when people see Amber Alerts or when they see that there is a black person missing, they don't care as much as when a white person cares. And now you just put a filter on it for them. Like if that's your idea, if that's the thing that they don't pay attention to this, um, you just put a filter on the alert system for them and gave them an alert that they know they don't need to pay attention to. If that is your idea, that they just don't care when a black person goes missing. All right. Number two, these alerts, like Amber Alerts, don't even... Who, who got an Amber Alert? And they're like, oh, yeah, I saw the alert on my phone. The girl was right there, called them in. Now we found her. That's happened probably like two times ever in the world. What I want to know is... Can we make like a completely segregated alert system? Would that be okay? Can we make a Caucasian alert? Or a, what would you call, I mean, the Asian alert, I think would be a good thing. Starting to sound kind of weird. The thing is, he knows that this is just him playing to a base to make sure that he can get votes or whatever so he can get support because it's a stupid idea that's not actually going to help find anyone given the fact that the idea is that people don't pay attention to the alert when black people go missing and you just told them that this is a specific missing black alert. So why are they going to pay any more attention? That makes no sense. 
In fact, the only way, reason it would matter is if black people don't pay attention to all the other alerts because there's so many white people. And now you just want to give one for, for black people to be on the, out, the lookout for. It's actually uh, reversely racist when you think about it. Okay, we made it all the way up to the end of the hour. There, are, there is a channel, as everyone knows, that is called Dumb Leap of the Week Vote, D-B-O-T-Dub Vote. All right, number one was Paul Krugman and the CPI. Number two was Jank Young Turks taking donations from people when he's not even constitutionally eligible to run for president. Number three was Nancy Mace and the Scarlet Letter. Number four was the CIA admitting that them overthrowing a government was not democratic. Number five was the BLM Chicago Post. Number six was the uh, Dave Rubin Maybe the West has a chance post. By the way, the West has a chance because they're banning peaceful protests, according to him in his eyes. Number seven was the uh, Midas Touch post saying that we are thirsting for violence by recommending people that they have weapons to defend themselves if violence happens. No, that's just being ready, just in case violence happens. Okay. Number eight was the Ukraine aid package with Israel and Taiwan. And I believe I heard a, a report about it having border security in it too. Uh, we'll see. As we know, they, they like to put the bundles together so we save money. Number nine, the LA racist birds. And number 10, the ebony alert. Y'all get your votes in while I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now that you need to get yourself over to godhatesfeds.com and grab a shirt. Okay, get your finest God Hates Feds shirt. You can get a power corrupt shirt. You can get that shirt that's got all of the agencies and departments on it that looks like the American flag, says Land of the Free on it, okay? You can also, you can just go to BernieLies.com if you want to know where to find the links to everything. If you type in BernieLies.com, it'll take, uh, you, can, you can get our YouTube link, our Twitter X link, our Instagram link, or the link to our show, which you don't need right now because you're currently listening to the show. We know that. And so you can find the links to everything by going to BernieLies.com or to the Fed Haters Club, which you can join for only six bucks a month by going to joingml.com. All right, someone's got to pull a vote somewhere because we spread out the entire group uh, between several different things here. Um, right now, we have a we have a four-way tie. We have a five-way tie. Nope, 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 never mind. We got one that's winning. Going once, going twice going three times and we're sold it is california's ebony alert great job california great job California, for finally winning something unfortunately it was dumb bleep of the week all right everyone do all the things that i just said to do i really mean this we need your your love and your support we need your retweets we need your shares we need your likes and your comments and your and your follows and your reviews we need all of those things. And if you do every single one of those things over the weekend, then gall darn it, I reckon we'll be right back here again on Monday to talk about what else got blown up over the weekend. Until then, have a good weekend and a good morning, Liberty.